We hear from so many marriages out there that are broken, um, and many of you come from families that were broken as well. And so a lot of times when marriages get into that situation where they feel like they're broken, the only example that they have is the broken family that they came from. And so today we want to talk about just what do you do when you feel like your marriage is broken and how can you make sure that you don't give up on that marriage so that you can continue to change everything about your family tree. So stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. Rusty and Heather Bryant with you. We are uh, we are at the very end of February. And so by the time that you listen to this, it might actually already be March. I mean, hopefully most of you are just sitting on pins and needles waiting for our episode to drop every Monday morning. And if that's the case... Then it's February 27th. February 27th. <laughs> no, we do have so many of you that faithfully listen to us. We put our uh, podcast out at the same time every, every Monday. If for some reason you're not following us on... A social, I mean, on it, not a social media platform, a uh, podcast platform. Make sure that you do that, that you up wherever that is on that particular platform. Just hit the follow button. That way you get our podcast every Monday. And then you don't have to wonder when were they talking about this? Mm-hmm. Were they talking? You're just right there on schedule. Yep. So if you're listening to this on schedule, February 27th, um, we are at the very end of February. We have been doing our prayer challenge, and it has been so much fun. Um, the coolest thing about this is uh, just to give you a little glimpse into our world. We ended up with about 110 names that we put on our prayer calendar. So literally hoping for 28. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we ended up with four to five couples on every day mm-hmm. during the month of February. And um, by the end, because we started, yeah. and I think there were like three, mm-hmm. you know, you, I think we started with three on every day. And then we kept adding mm-hmm. after those first few days. We ended up, some days had five mm-hmm. couples. And what we did was we took every, we took the, the, the message that they gave us. So some of them were very lengthy, lots yeah. of detail, told us everything going on in their marriage, which was awesome. And some were just, hey, it's too much to tell. Yeah. And just or pray just for, pray or just for, pray for mm-hmm. my family, which is yeah. awesome. But we copied and pasted those into the notes section of our calendar. Mm-hmm. So every day it would pop up the name of the person. Mm-hmm. And then in the notes, we yeah. could go back and we could read through everything. So it gave us some direction um, to be able to pray. pray. And it has been so cool because um, we actually took the time to reach out on that day and tell everybody that was on that day that we were praying for them. Mm-hmm. And just to make that connection with our listeners, you know, I already, I've already said this before. I think of the 100, I think it ended up 107 names. And of the 107, I think we knew two or three mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, um, personally. Yeah, personally. Yep. So they're literally just from all over the world. And yep. so it was incredible. So thank you for... That's a fun. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, if I had something... Um, big that I wanted prayed for, there are 
I was going to say three, but really even just two people that without a doubt, I would say, please pray for this. Like pray for this. No, I think there's three. There's three that I would like. I would just have to say, and Rusty, without a doubt, you're one of those people. Your, um, your prayer life, um, is something to be admired. And I look up to that and, um, and I just want you to know that I, that I want our listeners to know that we haven't taken this lightly, that it hasn't been flippant, that you're, that you have been prayed for by name and, um, and taken before the throne of God mm. daily. Well, so yeah. Thanks. So well, and and we don't want to stop praying for people. No. I mean, it's great because now we kind of have these names kind of etched right. in our mind, and mm-hmm. so and a lot of you interact with us on social media, you know, at other times, which is yeah. great. So we feel like we know so many That's of right. you, and it's it's and really it's a cool. sweet reminder too, just to pray. And when look, we don't don't. I mean, don't stop asking us to pray for you. If you want to just send us, you know, we, we answer every message that comes to us. Um, and uh, so send us a message if, if you've got something we can help with. Um, all right. Well, sorry for a little <laughs> that bit. That link I know. But, man, I just, I don't know. It's been really good. Yeah. So, And I just, I really do, do want our listeners to know that, you know, as our podcast grows, as our ministry grows, there's lots more, you know, used to, it was like, we could say, we go, oh, did you see, we got a message today. That was so great. And that's awesome. And now that it's grown though, we have not stopped taking every single one of them. Right. Seriously. Well, and, and you'll send me like, he'll send me screenshots during the day and be like, look at this message, you know? So it's not like we are like, oh, now that we get more messages, we don't take time to read them. Right. We do. Right. They're very, they're very important to us, and we take them very personally. Yep. And hey, I'm going to slide one more thing in there. If you <laughs> have gotten something that has encouraged you out of this, we just want to ask you, please go to Apple Apple Podcasts, what most people listen to this on. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. All you do is scroll down to where you see those little stars. Mm-hmm. Click on a star. Scroll, you can scroll, be scroll, you can scroll, be scroll. honest. Click on a star, one of those stars, um, hopefully five of those stars, but just click (laughs) on it. And if you've got a second, leave a review. We keep saying the reason why we do this is because, the reason why we ask this is because it helps other people to, to see our podcast right. and get in front of We're not the only people that say this. I was actually listening to Levi and Jenny Lusco's mm-hmm. podcast today. They asked for yeah, people to do it because right. they said it just helps more mm-hmm. people. to. Okay. And, and if you are that person that just keeps hitting 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds till we're done with that, we're done. We're done. Let's talk. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's what, here's what I want to talk about. Um, man, I feel like, okay, so all these people we've been praying about, so many of them, and not all. We sure. had we had a lot of them that were just like, "Hey, we're we're in a good place, but yeah. pray for us." But a lot of them are, man, we're a mess. Yeah. So I'd say eighty um, percent of them. Yeah, sure, and probably a lot of people that listen to us. That's why they're drawn to us sure. because you know that we were a mess. We have the story we're still of a mess. Let's of, be honest. We are, but we had the story of infidelity. Now people can see the hope in the marriage that we currently have. And so I think that it, that that we attract that obviously. So so the brokenness. Um, we and and we live in this culture that people don't fix broken things anymore, mm-hmm. like around the house and or any anywhere. Um, 
it's just easier to throw things away. Mm-hmm. And I think we lost this art of your like your grand granddads, our granddads being the fixers. Mm-hmm. You know, they would just if something was broke, it never occurred to them, well, that's just throw it away and go get something yeah. else. It was well, fix this thing. Yeah. Or at least they're gonna attempt to fix right. it. And the perfect story that I have for that is my grandfather, my pop, he was a fixer. I mean, the dude, he had the old shop that was the tin shed, and he had every tool that looked like they had been around since maybe Jesus was using them, <laughs> you know. And But they worked, and they did the job, and they gave us a car one time. My grandparents gave us a car. Not us. Your family. Yeah, my family. Sorry. When I was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And the windshield wipers had gone out in the car. And so he fixed the windshield wipers by taking the little on-off switch from from a Mr. Coffee maker. So mm-hmm. I don't even know. Do they still make? Does Mr. Coffee yes. still make coffee? Yeah, okay. it's a brand of. But yeah. everything's digital now. Sure. So you yeah, just yeah. push buttons. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this was just like an a. On and off. On and off. Mm-hmm. Like a. Like like, a kind of like on a power strip. You know, yeah. where you would do the on and off button like on a light, power strip. Like a light switch. Yeah, yeah. Although light switches aren't really <laughs> like that anymore, a lot of them. <laughs> but this was just an on-off switch. And he rigged that joker to where you just flip that Mr. Coffee on mm-hmm. and off, and the windshield wipers would come on. Yeah, he did. And so we called the car. It was affectionately known as Mr. Coffee. <laughs> but I just think about how many things he was able to save and salvage by just fixing yeah. and you know I didn't necessarily grow up like that with my dad my dad was not a big fixer I mean he was in, he's always been incredible in so many areas but that was not one of them mm-hmm. so I didn't get that um, from him but so I didn't necessarily learn to fix things instead of throw them out but I do like to tinker with that and mess around and try to fix things these days um, but it's not even just that I think that even today we just live in this society where it doesn't even have to be broken anymore. It's just, oh, that's better. Yeah. They've got a new up. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> Apple and the phones. Yep. I mean, like they, they, I mean, they do it on purpose. Yes. That's how they, the whole marketing of it is, mm-hmm. man, we got something better. And if you don't have it, yeah. then you can't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, and then they make it easy for you by just saying, trade it in, trade in your old one. Right. And we'll give you a new one for whatever, whatever. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to pay a yeah, whole bunch of money. But they make it easy. R- right. Quote, quote, easy. And, quote, quote. and most things, <laughs> most things become, they start becoming obsolete so that you have to right. buy something else. Mm-hmm. So it's all, we're just in this culture where what you had is not good anymore. If it's mm-hmm. broken, you can't fix it. Don't fix it. Don't try to fix it. It's probably more expensive to fix it. Throw the mm-hmm. thing away. And I think that that's how a lot of people think about marriage. You know, one of my favorite things that Craig Groeschel says um, about divorce is he says, getting divorced because you ran out of love is like selling your car because you ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about Mr. Coffee and how your pop would just fix it. And then we talked about um, Apple phones where you just trade it in. But I love thinking about a car that runs out of gas. When your car runs out of gas, you don't go get a new car. Mm -hmm. You just put gas in the tank. And I think that that's how we have to view our marriages is they have to have gas. We have to 
um, pour into them. We have to do things to make sure that we are not tempted to think, oh, well, I should just be done. And I think that that's something we have to do from the very, very beginning is when you commit to marriage and you're saying, this is the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and that you make a covenant before God and say, this is the person that I'm choosing to marry. Then you're drawing a line in the sand and you're saying, Things are going to be different for my family. No matter what I've come from, whether you've come from a broken family or not, whether, you know, whatever that looks like, you are saying my marriage is going to look different no matter how hard it gets. And that's what I want us to kind of, you know, talk through a little bit. What are some things that we can do to make sure that we don't have the mentality of this is getting old and so I'm done with it. Yeah. But being more intentional about what can I do to make sure that not only our marriage lasts, but that it's a great marriage. Mm. So when you think about um, the everyday battles, the everyday struggles, the Mm. things that you just go through, um, you know, those are the things that I think just weigh on people over time to where they think, I don't, I don't love this person mm-hmm. anymore. I don't feel like I'm, you know, this is not the one for me, whatever, you know. I hear that. Oh, yeah. I made a mistake. Uh-huh. I messed up. And, and I, you know, those, I, I think that's kind of what we're talking about is just the, the everyday, you know, struggles and, and what people would say would be falling out of love. Right. Just the Um, everyday grind of doing marriage and life together. Yeah. Because I I do think it's a little bit different when you start throwing in the big, the the big devastating sins, you know, that that happen because that takes just a completely different approach. Um, And, you know, and just the... I mean, there's just, that's a whole different, um, which we talk about quite often because it's our story, but you know, there's just a lot of people out there that are like, man, we just, we we just aren't going to make it. Our marriage is broken. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and you know what? Another thing along those same lines is I think a lot of even the big things start with these little things, you know, just the daily things that rub you the wrong way or, and, and then you, your mind just kind of, you can, your mind can start wondering to, oh, I wonder what it would be like for this. Or I wonder if we get, did get divorced, if I would have a better life, you know, somewhere else. I think our minds, we can entertain things that we have no business entertaining. Like I know for us, when we first got married, um, I can remember, um, our, in premarital counseling, them saying, don't even joke about the D word, mm-hmm. you know, like you shouldn't even be talking about the word divorce. Um, it doesn't need to be a threat in any way. You know, if you don't quit this, then we're going to get divorced. It doesn't need to be a threat. It doesn't need to be in joking. It just doesn't need to be a, a topic that you discuss at all. Yeah, I was looking for a quote because, you know, whenever I listen to sermons and stuff, I'm just constantly writing things down and and quotes and stuff. And I I can't find the one that I'm exactly looking for. Um, But it was, you know, somebody that I've listened to recently and um, and it and it just 
basically it just says that people don't get divorced. More divorces happen because, like what you said, because of the little things. Yeah. Even more than the, the big, big things. Thing. Yeah. And, I can believe that. you know, so, uh, I mean, you know, the big things happen and sometimes marriages don't stay together, but a lot of times people will, you know, bow up and fight for those things. But it's the little things that start kind of weighing you down and nagging on you and just mm-hmm. getting to the point. And, I mean, how many people do we see that are like, mm, you know, we're going to wait until the kids are gone uh-huh. and then we're just going to, you know, then it's okay if we get if we get divorced or, you know, if our kids are old enough to where they can handle it. And, and I'm telling you, it just, it just changes your family tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm not going to say it's a, it's a curse, but it's just something that at that point it makes it easier for your children to want mm-hmm. to do the, or to be okay with it yeah. as well. Do you think, though, that there's kind of this ebb and flow to it and for families? Because, like, the people, like, I have a really good friend that her parents got divorced when she was young, and she was like, because of what she saw, she was that more determined to make her marriage work. Yeah. Because she was like, you know, my parents went through divorce and it was awful. It was awful for me. And I'm not doing that to my children. You know, I think they, I think that people do that and it probably does. It keeps some of them together because they want to change their Mm -hmm. family trees, just like what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. But I do also think that there's some that probably start off their marriage like that. And they're like, we're not going to do this because my parents did. But then as they go through it and it's like, well, this is not what I I thought it was going to be. Well, they, they, you know, they got out of it and, we and they, made it. And, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. and so then it just, you know, yeah. Um, and I just think how important it is for before you ever get married, you're just drawing that line in the sand and you're just saying, this is it. One, one spouse for life. Right. And this is the one. Yeah. So for those of you that are out there that are just like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like we're at the end of the rope. And I just don't know if we're going to make it. Or maybe you're even thinking, I don't know if I want to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that a lot of people listening are like, I'm just not sure if it's worth fighting for yeah, anymore. Do I want to be stuck in this situation yeah, for right, the next, right. you know, until I die or right. whatever? Yeah, surely this isn't what God has for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're there, like, I don't really know how else to say this except... The whole reason why we do the podcast and why we have a, a ministry to marriages is because we want people to be able to look and go, if God can, if if God can bring their marriage back yeah. to life, that's right. He can bring my marriage back that's to right. life, and you know, God's own son was dead for three days Mm -hmm. and he came back to life and our marriage was look when when you face something as big as infidelity and you can survive that then I mean it should be a picture for people to go okay we can we can make this too yeah and not just that because I don't I, I don't think people look at us and go well they stuck it out, you know, good for them. Maybe we can stick it out, too. It's not sticking it out. No. Like, we didn't just say, we're going to stick this out. We said, we are going to make 
our, we're going to make this marriage the best that we can be. That's right. That's right. And because that's what God's design is. His design is for marriage to be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's not a God that's like, <laughs> y'all got stuck in that one. Mm-hmm. Like his desire is for us to have relationship with our spouse. That is a beautiful and an encouraging thing. Um, you know, in scripture, it says that he comes for his bride. Like, it's just like our relationship with him. He wants that to be a wonderful thing for us. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, like we have to ask for that. We have to ask for him to, to bless our marriage and which is why we're doing this P28 asking him um, to bless these marriages. And, you know, that's one of the things that's been real encouraging for me. Um, You know, we, we talked either last week or the week before about how heavy those P28s can get um, because there's a lot of hurt, but also it's such a, good thing that you see a hundred and how many ever people you said that we've been praying for that are wanting to fight for their marriage. Mm -hmm. They're not, they, it's not like they're just saying, you know, I give up. They're saying, please pray for us. We want to make it, or at least one of the spouses do. And so in that, you know, just, just thinking about some ways that, it can be such a turnaround in your marriage. And one of them for sure is not using the word divorce. And then I think another big one is getting your eyes off yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not about your happiness all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it is about the fact that you have been chosen to be a helpmate and a servant to your spouse and to serve them well and to walk, walk well um, with them through this thing called life. And, and I think that a lot of times we get stuck looking at what the marriage is doing for us and it's not meeting my needs. And, and that's, that, that's just a very selfish way to look at marriage instead of being able to look at it and say, how can I be the hands and feet of Jesus to this other person? Mm -hmm. How can I serve them well? Um, Sorry, I'm talking a lot. But the other thing that I was thinking along these same lines is comparison is the thief of joy, Mm -hmm. 100%. And I think a lot of us compare our marriages to other people and you think that it's always better on the other side, or I bet their spouse does this, or I bet their spouse does that, or, you know, treats them this way, or look, they go on vacations together. No wonder their marriage is good. Like you just, I think it's real easy to get into that crazy cycle of comparing. And then all of the sudden your marriage doesn't look as good Mm -hmm. as you want it to look or that you think it should look. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's heartbreaking because most of the messages that we get when they say that their marriage is broken, it's because one spouse has more or less given up or, you know, they're not. And and the one that reaches out is the one that wants to try to save their marriage. And so we understand that. Like there is there is this, you know. The, the huge part of this is that if you're listening to this, it's probably because you're the one 
Um, and maybe your spouse as well. You're just trying to get some encouragement. But this particular episode, we're talking about broken marriages and should you try to save your marriage. And you're the one that's listening and you want to try to save your marriage. That's why you're listening. And so we get it that it's it's exhausting to to be, man, I'm the only one fighting for my marriage. But that's the that's the part of this that we keep that we're trying to say God can change your spouse. But as he as you're waiting on that and look, your spouse, they're human, they can choose sin, they may not turn back to God. Um, may not turn back to your marriage, but that's when you can't allow this situation to steal your joy and you still work to become the spouse that you know that God has called you to be. And, as, and you know, like I said, I, we know that that's exhausting, but at the same time, you're praying like crazy for your spouse, for your marriage. You're working and doing what you can do to take care of yourself, to become the person that you need to be, and also the spouse that you need to be, and then let God work. Yeah. But you can't get the bitterness, and so you can't have the bitterness inside, the unforgiveness. I mean, look, the foothold that, I mean, Satan mm. gets a foothold on marriage through unforgiveness. And if there's something that your spouse has done and you're holding it over their head, and you're, not, you know, you, you have to forgive. And when you can get on that, clean slate where it's all right you know I've forgiven my spouse if it's something that they've done I am working on myself I'm working on our marriage and now I'm just praying that God mm-hmm. mends and puts these broken pieces back together that's what that's a, that's all you can do yeah like that's all you can do and then watch and and allow God to work a miracle because he can but if you give up he can't work a miracle yeah yeah, you have to be open to it. Do I have time to read just to some yeah. a little something? Um, my mentor shared this with me about um, humility in marriage, and I thought it was great. Um, from the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to say deliver me, Jesus, after each one. Um, but each one of these ends with delivery. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, from the desire of being preferred, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, comforted, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being criticized, from the fear of being passed over, deliver me, from the fear of being forgotten, from the fear of being lonely, from the fear of being hurt, deliver me, from the fear of suffering, deliver me. And then it says what we can do. That others may be loved more than I, grant me grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised even if I go unnoticed, grant me the grace to desire it. And I just love this prayer of being meek and humble of heart so that we can love others more than ourselves, so that we can be strengthened by His Spirit so that he can teach us his ways, so that we can put our desires aside and desire his desire for our mess, our marriage. And we know that what he desires for our marriage is for our good. And so in order to do that, we have to 
be able to call out to him and ask him to help us get our eyes off of ourselves and to be able to pour out ourselves to our spouse. You know, somebody, those, that was a great point and great way to wrap this up. And there's somebody out there listening that is trying to decide, do I just throw away what I think is a broken marriage? Or um, do I try and do all that I can to fix it? Just like our grandparents used yeah, to do with, right. with stuff. And I just wonder, too, how much, how many of them went through really, really hard mm-hmm. parts of their marriage that we don't even know about. I'm sure. And, and they, and marriage they, problems aren't new to yeah, our generation. And they <laughs> fought through it. And so, so I'm, you know, my challenge is to that person that's out there that's listening and you just, you need somebody to say, keep fighting for your marriage. I'm yeah. saying to keep fight, keep fighting for your marriage because 11 years ago, I definitely had a choice and I had a real reason to walk out of our marriage and I chose to fight. And so much of that too is that Heather chose to fight. She chose repentance. She chose to change her heart and allow God to change her heart. And I just think how different things could be. And today I was listening to a podcast when I was out walking the dog and there was a, a, a couple that's a, a pastor, a pastor and his wife, and they were talking about their six kids and they had homeschooled them, you know, for all these years. And now they're, they're gone. Like they've mm-hmm. graduated they're off either college or getting married or whatever. And that kind of stuff used to cause me to get a little anxious, you know, and I know there's people out there that are like that. They're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when my kids leave? But because we, for the last 11 years, have focused on our marriage, like we're two years away, year and a half away from being empty nesters. No, second honeymooners. Second honeymooners. (laughs) And we're ready. Like we're ready. I mean, we love our kids and and we're going to miss that. We'll grieve for that, you know, grieve those that that time that we've had. But, man, we are ready because our marriage is what it is. So I'm just saying as an encouragement to people out there, no matter what you've gone through or what you are going through, you can look back one day and go, man, we made the choice to stay together. And now look where we are. And I just, I mean, I see that every day in our marriage. And it might be. And I'm a, so thankful for it. And it might be a Mr. Coffee fix for a little while, but then God's going to take it and make it a beautiful, beautiful, mm. beautiful thing again. Yeah. Because that's how big He is. Yeah. And good He is. Yeah. I mean, we had to we had to do the little things to fix the little things mm-hmm. along the way, mm-hmm. but then God along the way just completely transformed our marriage. Yeah. All right. Hey, we are so glad that you chose to spend 30 minutes of your life with us. It was an honor to speak with you. We'd love to hear from you throughout the week. So reach out to us on social media or send us an email. We'd love to uh, continue praying for you. So have a great week. We'll see you next time.